Hi, this is Colleen McGee from Fort Riley's Public Affairs Office, welcoming you to another episode of Fort Riley, the podcast. This year has been designated the year of the NCO, and today, Sergeant Major Jason Poulin, the Command Sergeant Major for U.S. Army Garrison, Fort Riley, is here to bring us a few thoughts on his view of the Army NCO. Talk to me about the backbone of the Army. Well, I mean, you hit it on the head. The backbone of the Army, what we call the backbone of the Army, is the non-commissioned officer corps. And that starts uh, upon graduation of basic leader course, and you're appointed to become a corporal. Uh, and that requires heavy education from both the institutional domain and the operational domain for that corporal to understand their roles and responsibilities, but more importantly, the authority that they have as a corporal, vice being a specialist. It's the same pay grade, but one comes with authorities and responsibilities and the, the you know, the, the non-commissioned officer creed. No one is more professional than I'm a non-commissioned officer and leader of soldiers. Well, Understand your authorities and your responsibility is that to lead soldiers. Our non-commissioned officer corps is asked to do a couple of things, and that is to run day in and day out operations of the United States Army. Uh, and then two is to understand our commander's intent to, to execute those responsibilities of running the Army day in, day out to meet the commander's intent. We execute by leading those soldiers, leading those soldiers, meaning training those soldiers, uh, so we've got to empower those young corporals and educate those young corporals to, to pick up that responsibility and to drive that forward, that to understand that they may be a counselor, they may be uh, someone that has to direct them to see a, a physician if there's a, a medical need, that, that young corporal and young sergeant uh, is the first vertebrae in that backbone that we talk about. And being that first vertebrae, we understand that that's the largest institutional and awareness of regulations gap that we have. Well, that vertebrae is ends with the sergeant major of the Army and begins with that core. Uh, and leader development has to be in place so we get the education, we get... Uh, we understand the roles and responsibilities. And for those that are out there that may hear this and say, well, I'm not getting that. Um, the Army came out under the current SMA. Uh, we published TC 7-22.7, which is the non-commissioned officer guide. And we gave um, basic roles and responsibilities uh, inside of all of our domains when we talk institutional training and operational, uh, what you should do at every grade. Uh, that also includes the separation of grades, as I, I addressed, you know, a specialist and a corporal is the same pay grade. Uh, but they have vast different roles and responsibilities. One is a leader and one is a follower. Uh, and that is important to understand. And then when you talk about the first sergeant versus the master sergeant, we clearly articulated in writing for all to understand and be able to see, hey, what is that, you know, if a team leader quite often gets told, hey, the squad leader's out, you've got to fill that shoot. Um, and you got to step up to that next level of role and responsibility. Sometimes we send them in blind and that TC provides us the broad stroke of what that next level of leadership inside of our NCO Corps uh, is asked to do and what they're responsible for. Uh, first and foremost, every non-commissioned officer from corporal to the SMA is responsible for good order and discipline of an organization. Uh, and that is what I think our officers lean on us the heaviest for. Uh, and a close second would probably be our training, right? We are responsible for training individuals, teams, and crews. Uh, that never stops. 
Uh, as you read the roles and responsibilities of a sergeant major, you become advisor to a commander at the 05 or 06 level and higher if you get into the nominative pool. But uh, we're the master trainers of that organization. So as an engineer sergeant's major, when I was at battalion level, uh, I felt it my responsibility uh, to ensure that my battalion was trained on individual teams and crews. And then I became the master trainer and advisor to my colonel uh, when we put those tools together and we called it a collective event and involved our officers to lead those collective training tasks. What was the funnest NCO level for you? Uh, for me, the funnest time as a non-commissioned officer, don't get me wrong, um, everyone's story is different. I had the opportunity to serve in a combat zone at every level from corporal to first sergeant. Um, I believe being a platoon sergeant, so a first sergeant is the last rank you will know everyone in your organization's name, and you will know, and you'll know a little bit about them, but platoon sergeant was the last time I knew every soldier's name and knew everything about them. Um, and I got that opportunity to lead in, in both a garrison environment uh, as well as in a combat environment. And for a short period of time, I went without a platoon leader. Uh, and I got to take on both roles and responsibilities of being the platoon leader as well as the platoon sergeant in combat, but intimately knowing every one of my 32 sappers that I had in my formation. And to me, uh, leading them through combat and bringing all of them home, um, that was the best time I've had as a senior non-commissioned officer or as a non-commissioned officer in general. But don't get me wrong, I can, I can talk about the pros and cons of every one of those uh, ranks, you know, to our young corporals out there, when a soldier makes a bad decision, there's a lot of onus put on that level of leadership on why or what did you do to intervene or stop that thing from occurring. And I think the, the key to success is to emulate what you want your subordinates to do. Uh, so if your short ser service members or soldiers are not disciplined, you got to look in the mirror and ask how disciplined are you? Uh, because they will follow suit to good leadership that provides that purpose, direction, and motivation the Army talks about. But to me, it's to, to emulate, to lead from the front, to never be in second place. There is a time and space to prepare a specialist to lead uh, your physical fitness. To prepare someone, uh, in my opinion, is to give them my additional time. So if you want to prepare a specialist to lead a platoon in PT, then you should be doing that on your time. Uh, that you have cut to the side to develop your subordinates. And that leads into leader development, mentorship versus what I'm obligated to do. And all non-commissioned officers are obligated in that vertebrae to develop two levels down. Uh, that means my sergeant first class population or our sergeant first class population across the Army should be developing those sergeants. Those staff sergeants should be focused on the soldiers that are not yet uh, a member of the non-commissioned officer corps and do everything in their power to develop them. And that ties into the Sergeant Major of the Army's initiative of This Is My Squad. Putting the onus on the staff sergeant to build our non-commissioned officer pool. They are the one that is charged to go two levels down uh, and to make their soldiers experts in their craft and begin to grow them into the core non-commissioned officers. So I want to ask you, who do you remember coming up through your, your career? Who sticks out in your mind who did that for you? 
Uh, he is a legend across the Army. Uh, his name is Harold D. Reynolds. Uh, I first met him as a private. He was a staff sergeant in the 82nd Airborne with me. We deployed to the invasion of Iraq, and he was promoted to uh, Sergeant First Class, uh, but he was already the platoon sergeant. Then he became my company first arm for the next five years. He then retired as a nominative sergeant major and, and inside of the engineer regiment, right? The sapper tab is a coveted thing and attending that school in general is a coveted thing. And he's been uh, memorialized with the leadership award is named after him, the Command Sergeant Major Harold D. Reynolds Award. Uh, phenomenal leader. Uh, what I learned from him is you're never in your military career going to be given the perfect subordinate. But you have to learn from your subordinates and then by learning from them who they are and what energizes them, that's where you can get after employing them for the, the right purpose inside of the organization to get the best results that they can provide. You'll have the soldier that can't run. They can't go to ranger school if they can't run. They can't go to sapper school if they can't run. But that may be the best programs and systems non-commissioned officer or soldier you have in your organization to pull into a training room to tell them thank you for their service, acknowledge that they can't meet that one feat, that it's something you're going to work with them on uh, to maintain Army standards. But, I, I mean, I've met people on permanent profiles. And how do you maximize their capabilities while acknowledging that they will never achieve those additional feats? So Harold D. Reynolds is my answer, servant leader through and through. Anybody that knows him knows, you know, he won't do anything without saying hoorah kill. That's that's his approach. But Sergeant Major Reynolds retired uh, to this day is a phone call away uh, and he will respond. He, he, will, he has come across country. He's actually, when I was a first sergeant here in the Big Red One, he came to see me when I asked a question just to follow up, right? So he's a man of action. Uh, when you had a problem, it wasn't I advise and disengage. I advise and follow through. And, and that's where I think our non-commissioned officer corps could look at someone like him and say, am I doing that, right? Am I, am I advising my soldiers from a distance or am I leading them through that, that point of contingence, right? On the battlefield, it's easy for us to say a non-commissioned officer is going to lead through a breach. But what about when it's not combat and it's not a breach? How do we lead them through that? Part of being a leader is to look in the mirror and find out where our shortcomings or deficiencies are. And then understand that there may be something outside of doctrine or regulation that can help us fix that. So, for example, you, you joined a running club. You took something that was as a weakness and you challenged it head on by joining a running club. And you surrounded yourself with probably people that were experts, maybe a few that weren't good at it. But you, you put yourself in an environment where you were going to only get better. Uh, and I challenge soldiers to do that all the time, right? If a PFC joins the Army and they score 80% or higher in each one of their physical fitness assessment events, you, you should put in a pre-ranger packet. Just go. You're, the worst case scenario is you will come back better trained than what you did before. Um, and schools don't make or break the, the, the soldier, the non-commissioned officer. Uh, but I grew up in an environment where Harold D. Reynolds told me, didn't ask me, hey, Private Pullen, what's your PT score? And the next conversation was, pack your bags, you're going to pre-ranger course. And that set the condition for me to understand that you know, still sharpens weakness. If I've got a weakness, maybe somebody in this formation uh, that is raising their hand to go the further distance uh, can, can assist me in that, make me better.
leadership is not a 0630 to 1700. You know, uh, we, we control here at U.S. Army Garrison the loudspeaker. And that loudspeaker, every time it goes off, has a purpose. All the way to taps at the end of the night to remind us of why we continue to serve for those who gave the ultimate sacrifice. But it isn't, uh, it isn't the on or off of leadership. It should serve as a constant reminder that the Army brings structure and that we should be good stewards of our soldiers' time. But there are times that we need to get involved, and leadership's going to be called on at 2200 at night to prevent a domestic violence case or to stop a DUI. And that is, that is the difference. That is the difference. We all raise our hand. We are a volunteer army, and even a step further to join the non-commissioned officer corps means you took those steps to sign up to that obligation of, I will lead my soldiers to the best of my ability, um, and that competence is our watchword. And that officers in my unit won't have to do my job. I, I will do everything in my power uh, to take on those roles and responsibilities and do them to the best of my ability. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Fort Riley, the podcast. Fort Riley.